What's happening, fam? This is Chris Harper, CEO of Better Man. I'm so grateful you're joining us for this episode of the Better Man podcast. This season is brought to you by our friends at Aroga Drive. Check it out at arogadrive.com. Also, check out the link in the show notes. When you purchase Aroga Drive, a portion comes back to benefit Better Man. Clean energy for all your daily needs. Arogadrive.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. It is a new year, new year, 2024. I'm Adam here with Chris. Uh, Chris, we got a friend. He's a uh, board member and um, for the Better Man, Matt Levy, and he is developing a reputation. I didn't know this. I've I've observed this about him, and then you publicly proclaimed. So I'm giving you credit for this. But he may be one of the best book recommenders out there, which is a gift to have those people in your life that that curate material and can like sift through stuff. And so uh, he's got time, he reads, and then we can go to him and go, all right, you tell me what I need to go read. And uh, he recommended a book to you at the end of 23. Uh, I had stumbled upon this book on uh, some other way. I can't remember. I think it was because I read the author's previous book and loved it. And uh, and so it was a book by Morgan Housel called Same as Ever. And it was a great great premise, right? With so much that's changing in the world, what are the the parts of our of our culture that have always been the same? And I don't know what you felt. Chapter two, this is very, very interesting. I felt humbled, right? Like I felt so humbled and jealous when I was listening to chapter two, because because first of all, I was humbled because I read a lot of books. I probably make it through anywhere between 20 and 40 books a year. And I realized in the first couple chapters, I know, uh, I do not know nearly as much as I think I do, right? And so it was very humbling to go there. I just keep meeting people who are smarter than me. Uh, so that was very, very humbling. Uh, and then jealous because as a guy, and you're the same way as me, like we, we try to write content that's a part of our ministry, that's a part of our profession. And I was like, I'll never write something this good, right? And so I was just so jealous of that guy's ability to articulate in such short chapters, these principles. And um, so we're not turning this into a book report, but we want to, it gave you an idea uh, to think about for all of us uh, on what we can do for 2024 here in the beginning part of the year. So talk about that. Absolutely, man. You can have Oprah's book club. <laughs> you give me, give me Matt Levy's literature any day. That's right. Levy's literature. God, Levy's literature. That's bro. how we're going to make money off of them right there. It's going to be a new, <laughs> new book club. We're going to pay him a little to use his name. Yeah. So, so, so there's a portion of this book where it talks about <clears throat> the state of California, which is basically, it sits on a, on a fault line on an, you know, earthquake fault line. So for forever, Californians tried to predict earthquakes, mm. right. And they lost countless lives and, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in damage. And finally a guy stands up and says, we know the earthquake is inevitable. We're on a fault line. Mm -hmm. What if, what if we stopped trying to predict earthquakes and we started preparing for earthquakes mm. and it changed the game, right? They started building homes and building businesses to be earthquake, earthquake proof. And, you know, students started, you know, regular rhythms of, of how to stay safe in the middle of an earthquake and, and countless lives were saved and, and money was saved. So I'm reading that. And then it hits me, right? Matthew 24, Matthew 25 hits me. Mm. 
the return of Jesus Christ is inevitable, right? And there's been a lot of, you know, idiots throughout the course of history that have tried to predict his return. Yep. Right. They got people mortgaging their houses and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? That's a kind word to call him an idiot. That's kind. You, yeah. You were, you, yeah. you showed restraint. I did. I said <laughs> holiness came over me. That's right. Um, but the reality is, man, nobody knows when he's coming back. Like he says that Jesus says that that's like, we don't have to argue that he says it. So instead of trying to predict when Jesus is going to come back, what if we started preparing for mm-hmm. his return? Mm-hmm. Like we're not a people of prediction. The Bible calls us to be a people of preparation. So selfishly, I just, I like, I looked inward and I said, Chris, how are you preparing for King Jesus's return? Mm-hmm. Bro. And that is that's probably been heavy on me yep. the last couple of weeks. I'm getting ready to preach it in Kansas City. Okay, um, I'm, I'm writing a whole sermon around it, and and I can't shake this mm-hmm. thought, man. Am I preparing well for Jesus to come back? Yeah, and that is it. I love it. I, I love that word. And like in some ways, you're you're speaking my love language because whenever it comes to being prepared, my personality would much rather spend time preparing for something. Uh, than actually doing the thing at times, right? And so, um, there is a part of preparation that that I it does resonate with with me and probably my CPA side, right? Of like, oh, let's get everything in order with all that. It also makes me think of Batman because he was the greatest superhero ever because he had no superpowers. He was he was prepared. He was just prepared. Also had a rich dad that helped, but he was prepared, and so uh, that's what made him super. Uh, was his ability to be prepared for any situation. And I've just seen that time and again, that when you are prepared, even if the event does not come or does not go the way you want it to, and we know that's not the case here, but you're always better off for it, right? You're always better off for it for, for having done, put thoughtfully prepared for something. But I've never thought about that in the spiritual context. So so you're challenging me. I'm like, I'm in the middle of thinking through this with you uh, right now. So as you're on this journey of just trying to go, okay, let's not predict, which you were never a predictor of that anyway. You always knew it was inevitable. But as you're trying to think now, how can I be more prepared? Are you like, are there categories? Are there uh, routines? Like what what's coming through your mind right now? What are you learning? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, let me, let me just acknowledge, I want to be the Batman of the new heavens and earth. You challenge me, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, I want to be Batman. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> amen. So, so there are a couple of things that like the Lord has really impressed upon me. So, so first of all, in preparation, like I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, do I really know him? Like I should know him. Hmm. Um, and I think it was JC Ryle who said, when he gets to heaven, he doesn't want to feel out of place. He already wants to have a familiarity with it because he knew Christ so well on earth. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be sitting in heaven and Jesus start telling stories and I'll be like, Oh, I I never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like I want, I want to be in heaven and say, Jesus, man, tell the one about the water and the wine, bro. You're wild. Jesus, you're wild. Tell it again. Right. Like, like, like tell the one about the lions, tell the Like, I want to, like, I want to be so familiar with the stories that like when we start playing them back and we're sitting around the fire and Jesus starts telling them, I'm like, oh yeah, man, I heard that one. Yeah. Like I heard about that one. Yeah. 
So, so that's the first thing that's really impressed upon me. Like, especially going into 2024, um, I want to know Jesus better and more in 2024 than I did in 2023. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would imagine that, you know, we're getting super practical. This is the disciplines of just, of just reading and saturating in God's word, listening and teaching on it, uh, reading others insights on it, just so that you can be familiar uh, with him through that. And so like, is that like when you approach Bible reading every year, uh, my wife always goes to the front of her Bible, like that, that Bible reading plan that's in the back of her Bible. I, I don't know how many times she's gone through that in 10 years. Wow. That is her plan every year. She's like, I'm just going to do this plan. I'm just going to do this plan. I'm going to do this plan. But, are, are you approaching this year that way where you're going, all right, th- this is my approach. Are you going to go deep on a couple books? Are you going to go broad? What, what are your thoughts? Man, Adam, I'm so glad you, you, you asked that. Um, one, I've been, I've been trying to memorize the book of James. Okay. So that's a, that's a goal for me. Um, 2024, but, I mean, let me tell you, this is, and this is, this is convicting for me. So I remember when I first got saved, I would approach the Bible like a beggar looking for a sandwich, man. Like I couldn't wait to devour it and, and to learn about, about Jesus and to learn about God and to learn about myself. Like it was, it was a great experience. Like it, I felt like I was in a relationship for the first time. Mm. And then there was a long season in my life, uh, particularly as I, as I became a pastor, um, went to seminary, things of that nature, where it kind of became professionalized mm-hmm. and the Bible was no longer a relationship for me, but it was a tool. Um, it was a tool I used to write content and prepare sermons. And really it was a means to an end. And, and I, Honestly, for about 10 years, man, I just fell out of love with the word of God. Okay. And it wasn't until recently that like I repented of that. I asked the Lord to help me and I'm asking him in 2024, man, help me fall in love with your word again to where I'm not reading the Bible as a means to an end, but I'm reading the Bible as a way to know Jesus better. That's right. And, and, and that love I had 10, 15 years ago, man, I'm just begging him for it. Like I want that type of affection for his word to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember early in my faith journey, somebody describing the Bible as, um, and this, this doesn't get it all, but there's an idea here that I like as per- perfect literature. It's perfect <laughs> literature. And what they meant by perfect literature is that you can read it over and over and over and over again, and always find something different find something new, be reminded of something like the gold, the gold just continues to reveal itself. The value continues to reveal itself, which is really motivating. You know, maybe for some of those people that are like, listen, I've been reading God's word for 35 years. Like I kind of have every page memorized, right? Or I I really (laughs) am familiar with all those things. And that's just like, what a gift that God gave us it, not just, not just a book, right? Cause it, listen, same as ever, that was awesome. But guess what? I'm not trying to make a bad joke, dad joke here. If we read that book two or three times, we'd be like, I kind of know where this is going. It's the same thing, right? Like it wouldn't, right. it wouldn't continue to reveal all of these things. It's not intended to do that, but God's word is different. He gave us a gift. It's like, it's like no other book you've ever read. That's it, man. You can't exhaust it. Mm-mm. No, I mean, and the Bible says the Bible says that about itself. It is right. inexhaustible. The riches of Scripture are, are inexhaustible. That's why I always get nervous when when somebody tells me they have a new word from the Lord or like uh, <laughs> like, like 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 something new, and I'm like, and I'm like, have you exhausted all of His old words? Yeah. Like, like, 
Because I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm just skimming the surface. That's so good. That is so good. Uh, so now what we need to start doing is going, listen, I got an old word. I got a real old word for you. Bro, let's coin that. Yeah. I got an old word. I got no word for you. Yeah. That's so good. That's same as ever, right? That's same as ever is being able to do that. I love it. Okay. So God's word is going to be a part of this plan of just going, all right, this is, this is a prep plan. Yeah. Again, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot and this is all half-baked right now, but I think this is helpful for our listeners to hear like, yeah, we're on this podcast, but we're just, we're two guys trying to figure it out too. Right. And, and it doesn't come easy to us with all this, but what, anything else, um, that you're thinking about other categories or, or routines? Yeah. Yeah. The second thing the Lord's really impressed upon me is one of the ways I can prepare for his return is by telling more people about his return. Mm. Like I need to be more vocal in sharing with people, man, King Jesus is coming back. Like, and if you thought, if you thought the first advent that we just celebrated a few weeks ago, right. Opening presents and and that thing. Like if you thought the first advent was great, man, wait till you see the second advent. That's right. And, and, and it's going to be amazing. But, 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 but here's the deal. Like for some people, it's going to be amazing. And for some people, it's going to be awful. That's right. Yeah. Because he's going to say sheep over here and goat over here. And like, you don't want to be in that latter category. That's right. That's fascinating. (laughs) I I remember the first time I heard a pastor teach it that way and use that language because it's so simple of like, we are living between two Christmases right now in some ways. Right. right. And so the first Christmas was amazing. We've been celebrating it ever since. (laughs) And now there's another Christmas coming that is going to be so much better. And yes, just that anticipation of that event. And it probably does because you get into like the dog days of July, it's hard to think about Christmas. And so the, the July's of our life that we go through those season, it's going to be hard to, to remember that December's coming. Yeah. And, and that's so good, Adam. And, and a big distinction there. You're exactly right. The Bible says that first Christmas was, was good news of great joy to all people. Mm-hmm. But what's heavy on me right now is that second advent will not be good news of great joy to all people. It will only be good news of great joy to some people. Hmm. Uh, because in that moment, like you're not going to get a chance to to repent. There's not going to be like a second helping of mercy and grace. Right. So sometimes and I'm not going to speak on behalf of all Christians. I'd be foolish to do that. But I'm going to speak on behalf of Chris. Right. The Bible speaks of that broad path and that wide gate and then that narrow path and that small gate. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I found that narrow path and I found that small gate. And in anticipation and wanting to get through Jesus, I ran through it so fast that I forgot I should have stood at that gate for a little while and yelled, hey, it's over here. Yeah, that's like, guys, I found it like the gate is over here. Mm. And and so 2024, like I'm going back to that gate. I'm going back to the entrance and and I'm preparing for his return by, by telling as many people as I can. Listen, man, I found it. That's like good. I found the gate. It's right here. I like that. Okay. So do I know him like I should? Getting to know, just reminding ourselves that God's word is not, uh, the goal is not to become a smarter sinner. The goal is to know God better. So that's going to be a part of what you want to do. And yeah. this idea of, of proclamation and telling others about it. And um, and that's, and I listen, I know you, Chris, are getting to know you better with all of this. You certainly get opportunities where you get a microphone in your hand to do that. And so, uh, but I've got a suspicion that's not just something you're going to do with a mic in your hand. That's something that that's going to be happening 
uh, all the time, right? Absolutely, man. I just want it to, I want it to drip everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I need more boldness. I need more courage. Um, you know, I'm, um, I want my heart to break for lost people more than it does. Yep. Um, man, I'm so judgmental sometimes and I'm so unforgiving sometimes like, like 2024, man, I'm asking, I'm asking the Lord, like really, really break my heart for the lost, Yeah. the, the lost people in my own family. Like I'm not even regularly praying for the lost people in my own family. I'm ashamed of that. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm asking the Lord to help me. Yeah. Listen, been there, done that too. And again, it's those Julys of life where it's just, it's right. just hard to remember that, that December's coming and there's going to be another Christmas. Um, anything else got, you got one or two more before we wrap this one up? Man, I think, um, I think the other thing in preparing for his return is, is, is really, really serving and loving his bride. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's a part of our new curriculum, better in God's world. Um, and you do that through the local church, but his, like he's coming back to take his bride to the feast, like, like, like to, to, to bring her home. And, uh, man, I want to play my part in that. Um, I don't want to be an innocent bystander and I don't even think that's a real thing. Like I want to be an active participant in the bride of Christ in the church. And, 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 and here's what I hope, man. I hope when Jesus comes back, he finds me doing one of three things. Um, he finds me, I'm either worshiping him, right. Mm -hmm. Um, actively in the middle of telling someone about him, or serving him through his local church. I love it. I hope when he comes back, man, I'm in one of those three positions. I hope I'm not playing Call of Duty when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what a bummer? <laughs> like Mario Kart. I hope I'm not playing Mario Kart. Um, well, Mario you know. Kart's different because your kids are probably there. Now, Mario Kart alone, that's an issue. But uh, I got him. I, I got him the steering wheel for Christmas. Did you really? Gosh, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you're you're not going to let him use it. You're going to use it every time so you can win. I am dominate. dominating them. Uh, I'm dominating. <laughs> uh, Chris, that's a great, and listen, I know this is all kind of half baked. And so you, you, re, you reserve the right to change some of this, but uh, there's some guys listening right now that may are convicted by that going, okay, what do I need to do to prep this year? And listen, you can go, you know, go get away with the Lord and get a pen and get some paper and a journal and just start writing, praying, thinking, go on a walk and just start thinking about something. I, I encourage us all to do that. This is a pretty great list, right? That it's probably all going to come down to some things like this. It's going to be this steady diet of his word, this uh, boldness to go and proclaim and tell others about him. And then uh, bettering God's world, as we're going to talk about here in a few weeks through his local church and being a part and enjoying the benefit of being a part of the fellowship of believers. That's a great way to prepare, right? That that's that's being the Batman. It's just now right. now when he comes back and you're just like, Great. I've been I've been getting ready for this. Let's go. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so good, man. I Absolutely. And and you know what you need going into twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, ask the Lord, he'll show you. Yep. And, and our hope is from everybody at the Better Man team, twenty twenty four is just a, a phenomenal year for I you. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to another year of the podcast with you, Chris. Great to be with you today. See you, bro. Talk to you soon. Fam at Better Man, we're all about helping men win. If you love our weekly podcast, you're gonna love our new daily devotional, Better Mornings. 
Check out the link in the show notes to subscribe or go to betterman.com and sign up for Better Mornings, our 2024 daily devotional. It's everything you need to start your day as a better man.